0: Welcome to E-Society Podcast.
1: Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again. E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. Back again with another episode. But before I go any further, it's the Nez.
0: Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We're back. Anchor time. Uh, Thanks to everyone that checked out our last one when we ran down... um, The top 10 action movies or something. from the 90s. 90s. Yeah, of 90s uh, movieweb.com. I found another list. This list actually came out uh, last year. It was published uh, September 11th, and this is on Collider.com. I don't know if this is uh, any order, but it's just uh, 11 sci-fi classics that were considered box office bombs. Uh, Look... Looking at one of the the, the first picture uh, in the article, uh, I see yes that. I remember them saying it did bomb, but um, not in my eyes because when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god!" I left the theater juiced. But uh, we'll get to that. Um, science fiction is a genre filled with as many instant classics uh, such as Star Wars and T two as it is. With hidden gems, and those gems have a lot of common, a lot in common. Most have great reviews, but less than stellar box office to back them up. And all on un- all, uh, unusually rolled into theaters quietly upon their initial release, only to eventually find overwhelming praise and appreciation years, in some cases, decades. True that. Uh, after they left the big screen, some of our favorite sci-fi films. Or even beloved classics do not seem destined for such uh, destinations when they find when they first hit theaters. Here are 11 great science fiction films that overcome or overcame lackluster box office to become some of the genre's best, most iconic staples. All right, uh, we're gonna start off with um, what was it, 11? Yeah, eleven. Okay, I assume they're they're not they're not numbering these. They're just um listing right? them as it goes down. All right, uh, I assume this is number eleven. Eleven to one. But uh, John Carpenter's nineteen eighty two sci fi remake classic of the the thing from another world. Uh, John Carpenter's the thing. I remember seeing this. In its initial run, a uh, friend of the show, Mike, he was the one that told me to go see it. I was gonna go see it regardless because John Carpenter had something to do with it. Um, so I was like, "All right, cool. Let's let's go see this." I actually seen this. It was a double feature with uh, Don Coscarelli's The Beastmaster. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Did Beastmaster come out be after this? Uh, maybe I didn't see it in the first. Uh, run because I'm not sure uh, okay Beastmaster was in 82 as well um, I don't out. know if that's
1: on this list but uh, I had fond memories of that and then I tried showing it to Jade after having not seen it in forever and it, it was a little awkward actually
0: <laughs> it's more of a guy type of film yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alright, uh, Beastmaster must have been new because um, that came out in August and The Thing came out in June so uh, it was still doing its run in the theater uh, months after uh, it came out so okay, I guess I did see it in its first uh, run but anyway um, I did see uh, the original one 1950 uh, 1950- Fifty five, I believe, um, if that sounds right. Uh, maybe someone's screaming it. Um, I know it was a thing, 1951. All right, The Thing from uh, Another World, AKA The Thing. Um, but when I went and seen this, other than Mike just hyping it up to me, like, dude, you guys see this? You guys see this? And I was like, all right, cool. Um, we went to see The Thing, but we sat through The Beastmaster, and that I love that movie now. I didn't even know what that movie was. It was, again, we're, we went to see the thing, and we ended up watching Beastmaster first, and then the thing came on after. It was the second feature. So I was like, man, that was hella good. I still love it. I do need to get that uh, that 4K release. It's, like, high dollar, but uh, it's all right. I still want it. I think it's streaming on Amazon. Now where it was. I'm not yeah. sure anymore.
1: But, That's why I tried uh, to put it on, and yeah. <laughs> Jane's like, what are we watching? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I haven't seen
0: this in forever. (laughs) Uh, I didn't care for the second one. And uh, I believe there was a third, but I didn't even bother with that one. I want to say they did a TV series, too. but uh, I don't remember. But the, the original, the first one, was really good. I still love that movie. To me, it still holds up as an 80s kid. But the thing... This film was awesome, just uh, other than Kurt Russell, uh, it was a Keith David, and a bunch of other guys in this, uh, Mr. Diabetes, uh, Wilfred Brimley's in it as well, um, and a bunch of other actors you guys know and love. But when we saw this, I was like, oh my God, this movie was awesome. The, the special effects were amazing, uh, all practical. Yeah, there was that other one that came out, the the prequel, which I enjoyed. A lot of people didn't really care for that one, um. But this movie was awesome. I think, or the or the reason this didn't hit big is because Steven Spielberg's ET came out pretty much the same time, and that just pushed ET, ET, ET. Yeah, that just pushed John Carpenter's film out of the way. <laughs> so, but. Uh, I'm sure E.T. is not on this list Because that was a blockbuster right out the gate Which is, it's an amazing film That film still holds up as well Not so much that um, Was it in the 90s They redid it Or They went Steven Spielberg it
1: like enhanced it He got inspired by what Lucas was doing He's like, that's so cool I'm going to go back and Mess with E.T. also And of course Everybody didn't like it
0: <laughs> Um, I didn't mind the new scenes that he added. There was just stuff that was on the cutting room floor he put back in. I didn't mind all that. It was just uh, getting rid of the guns uh, at the end and putting walkie-talkies <laughs> in their hand. That that was just stupid. But um, different time in the 80s, uh, boys and girls. But this film yeah. was awesome. It spawned off um, a, a prequel years and years later. Uh, it spit out a, uh, a PlayStation 2 game, which I didn't finish because I just kept dying. Um, I don't know if you can still play it unless you got a PlayStation 2. But um, it also spun off into a comic book series. Um, McFarlane did its run of uh, Thing figures, which i kicking myself. I didn't, I didn't pick up any of those. But this movie is awesome. I've, I have VHS, DVD... Uh, the multiple Blu-ray editions. Uh, I missed the last Steelbook, uh, the 4K one. I'm I'm mad. I forgot that was coming out, and it came it came and went. I can buy it on 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 eBay, but it's like double the price. And do so I really need it? Uh, <laughs> how many other, man, many other times I have it? I mean, I have the um, the Scream Factory one, which is fine with me. That is a 4K scan, but an official 4K Blu-ray of it came out. Um, I mean, I bought a bunch of movies because different um, steelbooks, but who knows? If it's meant to be in my library, I'll, I'll have it eventually. But um, this movie is amazing. If you guys haven't seen it, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. But uh, when was the first time you seen this?
1: Uh, I didn't see it in theaters, but um, I eventually saw parts of it before. Finally, honestly, I don't think it was till around probably somewhere between 2005 and eight that yeah. I, yeah, finally sat down and like watched it like start to finish and fully like understood what what i was watching what was going on before that it was just you know i'd see a little here a little there but uh, it wasn't then until then i really was able to appreciate it but uh yeah i i think probably just the uh cold climate uh, gave me another reason i i wanted to bring up uh, my memory from uh our very first uh san diego comic-con together uh when that uh what was that like? Thirty-one days of night or something? Josh Hartnett, the Alaska vampires, right?
0: Yeah. Thirty I was days like, of night.
1: <laughs> I hadn't seen it, and I was like all into it. It was the um, like uh, convenience store scene, and um, I remember being like, "Whoa, that was good." I turned to you and Joel, and you guys were both like uh, pretty much <laughs> asleep. <laughs>
0: They kicked us out. No sleeping in here. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) I was like, "Oh yeah, I was into it."
0: (laughs) I had seen that already, and then I was just like, "Ah, yes, will sit." But as soon as we sat down, I was like, "Oh, I was all tired."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But Uh, anyways, but yeah, um, the thing. Yeah, no, I mean, solid. And I get it, like you just said. eat with et in the way et was um one of my first movies in the theaters so yeah <laughs> i actually don't remember much of it but obviously my folks always told me that that it was so
0: it says here uh the summer of 1982 was an embarrassment of riches for uh, genre fans at movie theaters with blade runners star trek 2 the wrath of con and then john carpenter's the thing uh, jockeying in for one hard-earned box office. And then I assume E.T. came out uh, pretty pretty soon <laughs> after that. Um, but I love this film. I mean, all the films that I just mentioned, all those movies are awesome. But um, the thing, if I had to put it in order, uh, like John Carpenter favorites, it would probably be three. Um uh, escape, from North, uh, escape from New York being number one, and then uh, Halloween, and then The Thing, and then I would have to think about the rest. I'm sure They Live would be right after The Thing. Uh, I love that film as well. But All right, let's move on to the next one, and I guess they just ruined it. Uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Yeah, there was yeah. another one that came out in 82, pretty much the same time that... Um, uh, the thing was out, but Blade Runner, the original one, this was a movie we saw. Uh, we Road Warrior had already come out, I believe, because um, we wanted to see uh, the Road Warrior again. And then uh, it was playing a double feature with um, Blade Runner. Um, I'm trying to see when... Road Warrior came out because I remember seeing Road Warrior like that first weekend and I had no idea what it was going to be. All right, that was in May of '82. When was Blade Runner? Uh, '82 as well. What did I say? May. Yeah. Um, okay, and all right, well, Road, uh, Road Warrior was the old movie. All right. Cause Blade, or uh, yeah, Blade Runner came out a month after uh, in June. So, but um, again, we had seen Road Warrior, and then oh, that movie was awesome. Did no, had no idea that was that was part two to Mad Max. Um, we had to go back and and watch Mad Max when they re released in the theater. But we had we had to sit through Blade Runner first. Excuse me, oh, just at dinner. Uh, and to to watch uh, The Road Warrior. I'm more like, well, what's The Blade Runner about? I'm like, I don't know. Han Solo's in it. All right, cool. Let's watch it. <laughs> uh, Ridley Scott's classic film. I did not get it the first time. Right. What was I, uh, 11 years old when I saw this? And I was like, okay, the effects, amazing. Characters, awesome. Yaro Hanna, Rector Hauer, Um, the hell was this chick's name? Uh, she was crazy too. I remember that. Um, the main girl, his little replicant girlfriend. She like went nuts on James Wood, and she was the the bad police officer, police chief or lieutenant in Ace Ventura. Um, (laughs) someone, somebody's yelling it. (laughs) But anyway, her. Uh. Uh, did you get any of the the pops? Uh, every- I have
1: every of the one of the twenty forty nine. I don't have any of the OG ones, but I want them. I it's a need for me, but I don't have any of the OG ones.
0: I've seen just three of them. I've seen, uh, um, uh, Deckard, um, Daryl Hannah's character. What the hell was her name? Right. Um. Shin, Sean Young. Uh, that's her name. Uh Roy Batty. I seen his, I seen uh Deckards and Pris. Was that her name? I think that was it. Those are the only three I seen. I don't know if there if there was more. I uh, wasn't sure if um Gaff got one. Uh Edward James almost. Not sure if he got uh, a pop or not. But I saw him at Walmart. I, I thought I'll get so. these later and I just never uh, grab them again. But this film, again, when I first saw it, I didn't get it. I was like, well, what's happening? What What are they looking for? Because um, then they were talking about replicants and, and all that. I was like, well, what the hell is that? Um, so I was like, all right, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was cool. It wasn't like full of action or anything. But the effects for it were awesome. Uh, I loved the whole uh, sci-fi night scenes when the the little uh, police cars and all the cars are flying around. I thought that was really cool, the futuristic world. And um, it was good. I remember just being like, okay. And the end, when when they had the big fight um, with Roy Batty and uh, Deckard blasting uh, Pris when she was doing those... uh, those, like, cartwheels or backflips or whatever down uh, down the hall, and he was fighting them, but he ended up blasting her. So I, I really enjoyed it. And then eventually when it started doing its cable run, and then when it hit VHS, and then finally DVD, probably DVD is when I really understood it, because then they, they came out with, uh, there was the final cut, the director's cut, and some other Ridley Scott cut or whatever. There was, I think, there, I want to say there was... If it wasn't two, there's three cuts of this film. Um, the one that I have, I think, is the final cut. But the the one, the cut that I do want, I know, I I think I have to buy that big, big box. That one, the the original cut, um, because uh, Harrison Ford Deckard, his character, was narrating it, and I only saw that version in the theater. And then maybe when it was on cable or something. But um, when the DVDs and all that came out, uh, I'm pretty sure the VHS was just the regular one as well. But when it hit Blu-ray, I didn't get any of those other ones. So I'm like, damn, but uh, it's still out there. It's not like out of print or anything, but um, I need to get that one. Because I just love the narration that Deckard was doing uh, with the show. Um, When did you first see this one?
1: uh yeah for me i remember uh, my folks watching it and i remember thinking like oh yeah cool and like obviously recognizing uh han that i was like oh yeah like i should be into this and i always remember uh, having that feeling like it's kind of weird because i was like i should i feel like i should love this but i yeah it definitely obviously went over my head upon um First viewings and whatnot so i wouldn't say it was until probably that early 2000s time when it did have that uh dvd release is when i picked it up and like you were saying like was really able to uh, fully appreciate it for what it was so
0: it's one of those movies like um if if you really pay attention, you'll get it. Maybe I was just yeah. too little to oh. not to not get what was going on. Right. And I just appreciated it for the sci-fi awesomeness that it was visually on the screen. Because uh, someone told me at that time, "Oh, the guy that made Alien made this movie." So I was like, "Oh, really cool." Hoping there was gonna be aliens in it, uh, but there wasn't. But um, <laughs> I was still impressed uh, with what it was and. Uh, Harrison Ford, uh, Han Solo, in my eyes, that that at that time was was right, amazing. Right. So, uh, I still love this movie. This is one of those movies. If it's on TV, I can watch it no matter what what part it's on, and and still get enjoyment with it and watch it all the way to the end. But yeah, Blade Runner.
1: Yeah, um, like I, I said too, one last time, I wanted to mention, even though we're it's not what we're talking about. Uh, 2049. I honestly didn't have high expectations for when it came out. Man, I love 2049. I really, really love 2049.
0: I need to watch that again. I remember sitting in the theater, like looking at my watch, like, is this almost over? <laughs> because it was like this is long <laughs> and nothing yeah. was happening. So I, I love I the way it. They I need to watch it, it again.
1: Like the style, the style of it was so cool.
0: So, I don't know. I, I need to watch that one again. I, I haven't seen it in forever. But, um, alright, moving on. Uh, Walt Disney's. Um, I believe this was the first film that used uh, CGI. And this is Tron. Hey! Um, this one, what year did it come out? Did it say? Tron Legacy came out in 2011. Uh doesn't say what year this came out. God dang it. Um, I assume... Was it 70s or early 80s? I want to say early 80s. Uh, 82. Jeez, have, this is, is this the 82 list?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, must be.
0: Uh, yeah, because I, I remember when we saw this, I remember seeing trailers for it. Came Yeah, it came out in the summer, July 9th uh, of 82. And now this starts... Uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, David Warner, uh, Sidney Morgan, and what was Flynn's name or, um, Tron's name, uh, Bruce box, box lighter lighter. Yeah. He was Tron. Um, but when we saw the, um, I don't know what we went seeing and they were going, Oh, this is." Computer animated film, well from Walt Disney, uh, about this and that, and I was like, ah, oh, visually I was blown away, especially in '82, like, oh my god, this is awesome! What now they're using computers? And the light cycles, which I I still love today. I mean, the scenes really quick, um, and then we went and seen it, and over my head, like I don't know what's happening. But I love what's what's visually on the screen. So watching it when it came on Wonderful World of Disney or whatever, uh, when it once it started doing its TV run, uh, then the VHS. I recently watched it again once we got Disney Plus because I was just watching all these old movies. <clears throat> this movie it doesn't really have that big of a story, and it doesn't. I guess it made it made sense in '82, but. The story is like not that great. Basically, um, uh, this this big corporation stole uh, Flynn's uh, program and turned it into this and that. And he he wanted I, he mainly just wanted his money for it, but they didn't give it to him. So he, he that's why he went in and tried to uh, basically get it back or mess up what they were doing. And then he got sucked into the into the world of Tron. Uh, into the little uh, mainframe and everything. But I mean, visually, it was cool. Uh, I, I think it's still the visuals still hold up today, not so much the story and the acting. But um, when you watch like the making of this movie uh, on how they did it, it looks real. I think. Um, was it the movies that made us that did this? or I don't know. I was watching some documentary about Tron. Uh, it, it was goofy and, and everything, but once they uh, – the way they filmed it and then once they added all the CGI and everything, I mean, it, it was awesome in 82. Uh, I did love – for those of you that remember the People Mover at uh, Disneyland, there was, um, it was just some kind of little ride that you just rode and went through all kinds of different parts of the park. But it went into this big giant room. Uh, two rooms, actually, you went into the first room, you heard all this noise, oh, you're about to be sucked into the mainframe or whatever, and you go into this room all the way around you on the ceiling, on all every wall in there, you look around, it's like uh, when Flynn gets, or, uh, yeah, Flynn gets sucked into the computer. Uh, I was like, wow, this is awesome, and then you hear, and you go into the next room, and you're in the light cycle battle uh, all around you. And I was like, oh, my God, it was awesome. But uh, people were not there anymore. Uh, but as a little kid, that was actually being the first time that I went to Disneyland. was just was blown away about it. They did have some toys. Um, I wish I still had mine. They weren't anything to write home about. It was just uh, clear plastic. They They just drew uh, the lines on them. <laughs> That's how they looked at blue, uh, blue clear plastic, and they just drew dark blue lines on it to make it look how they looked in the movie. But it was what it was. Um, Tron Legacy. Uh, other than the uh, and I, our voices are in it. Uh, they, yeah! recorded, they they recorded some stuff at Comic Con during the panel, and we we. This is what they told us they were using it to put it uh, in the movie, um, but uh, that didn't come out until 2011. That one, I it was what it was. Uh, right. I love this. I love this one more, uh, just the nostalgic uh, thing of it. But when did you first see Tron?
1: Yeah, for me, uh, didn't see it in the theater. Definitely uh, a little on the young side, even though they they took me to see E.T. Uh, obviously that year. But uh, the my first memory of it, I'm pretty sure they had the uh, the VHS. You know how Disney used to have those. The uh, like the the white, the puffy cases. The clamshells? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they had one of those for that. So um, I, I, I either way, I remember it back then for that reason. And then, um, yeah, obviously always had uh, a thing for it. Probably one of the things that always kept me connected to Tron was growing up in the Bay Area, uh, having the... Uh, Tron arcade game everywhere. Uh, my dad used to love to go to Golden Gate Fields, and I, all the time I spent there was always just in the little arcade they have. And I'm pretty sure uh, Tron was one of them. Also, uh, Laval's uh, uh, Pizza—that uh, was another obviously uh, go-to. So Berkeley, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That one uh, when you went down the stairs to it.
1: Yeah 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 <laughs> yeah those, <laughs> those uh were go-to places mainly for me especially the age i was was the games so uh, for me that was for the longest time that was probably the most important part of tron to me was the arcade game so and then yeah obviously later uh when it had its uh dvd release and whatnot and then eventually like you said uh, the uh legacy release i heard they did an animated series uh, i think for the disney channel and i don't know if that's on disney plus but uh it's something i have wanted to watch forever so if it's not up there hopefully they put that up there soon i haven't even gone looking so i can't even say but um i heard a lot of good stuff about it i know uh Proto, is in it. He's like one of the main voice actors
0: in the was, uh, Tron nation. It was um the the newer Tron uh, Tron Uprising. It's on um, Right. It's on uh, Disney Plus. Is it?
1: Uh, okay. Perfect. How many, yeah, how many I seasons watch did it go?
0: <laughs> um I heard it was really
1: good too.
0: And only one season. One season, and you've got, you got 19 episodes. So, pretty okay. good run. Um, I, I only yeah, well, saw the first few episodes and didn't uh, really care for it after that. Tron Legacy isn't on here? That's, that's weak. I thought it would be. Hmm. Uh... I don't see it on there. Usually,
1: I, I, if you.
0: I typed in Tron in yeah. the the first movie, and the uprising came up.
1: Yeah. What's interesting is usually if they don't have it, they actually. I've seen they give you like a date. It
0: like, was I don't on know there. What, yeah. It was so. on there before. Right. I don't know why they take it off.
1: Now I'm curious. I wonder if uh, it's one of the like deals, like somebody else has the. Streaming rights to it right now, or something? They made the deal. Let's see. Yeah, well, no, maybe. not that I see. Interesting.
0: What did What did you check? I'm checking Amazon.
1: Yeah, um, no. Nah, usually, if you go on IMDb, it tells you like watch on Hulu. So.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not on Amazon, but I don't know. But yeah, Tron. Uh, I know some people watch it now saying it's stupid, but hey, in, in 82, it was awesome for us. But Alright, here's one that people have been telling me to watch and I've never seen it. Gattaca. Have you seen this? I have oh, no yeah. idea what it's about.
1: Yeah, I, it's, um, I remember the hype about it too. Um, and it was one of those that I threw on and it really just didn't hold me. So... You'll, if you do watch it, you'll have to let me know uh, if it's worth a, a rewatch all these years later. Because when I initially watched it, I was just like, it just didn't hold me. I was just like, eh.
0: Some people will go, you should, I think you'll like it. Watch it. It stars Ethan Hawke, Oma Thurman, and Jude Law. Uh, all right. I'll have to look for it. I'm pretty sure it's streaming. Well, excuse me, somewhere. But yeah, I don't... I, I don't can't even tell you anything about it. Ah, This is... I was just talking about this movie the other day with Eric. Oh, excuse me. And this is Paul Verhoeven's Starship Troopers. Hey. It came out in 1997. This movie was awesome. I didn't see it uh, when it w- when it was in a theater. I remember it being in a theater. And I remember people telling me, oh, the guy that made Robocop and, and this and that, you should go see it. Um... And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll eventually go see it. And I never did it. I actually didn't see it until it came out on VHS. Um, someone brought it to work. And uh, we watched it. And oh, my God. This movie is awesome. It, it still holds up. CGI is not the greatest. But for for what it is, uh, just a shoot-em-up sci-fi monster movie. And it's bloody as hell. I loved it—the CGI with the the bugs, everything—and but they did go practical effects because there's that one scene when uh, the big dumb dude gets takes his helmet off and gets shot in the head. <laughs> but <laughs> this movie was was amazing. Uh, I loved it. When did you first see this one?
1: Yeah, this takes me back to. Um What was that? 98, 99. I remember, uh, my early days on the internet, I didn't have a computer, but visiting Joel's house, he had the computer. And, uh, I don't know if you ever were on that, the early internet, but the, uh, uh, do you remember uh, homestead? It was like, kind of like make your own website. Like it was kind of like what you did before there was MySpace and Facebook and whatnot. I don't know if you messed around with that back then at all.
0: No, I don't no, no never heard of it until just now.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well yeah, like uh like I said, I myself didn't own the computer, but uh in using it uh was Homestead was one of these things you created uh, early websites on. It uh could uh you know, you could do all sorts of stuff. But one of the things I remember was you could make, it was one of the first things you could do internet, like pull things. And I remember making a poll for like what you're most excited for. And I had the, uh, Phantom Menace and Star Starship Troopers was one of the things I had on it. So I was aware of it definitely before it came out. So, um, I had the excitement for it and yeah. Um, I remember seeing it and, you know, I thought it was cool, but it's interesting how it grew into kind of like a cult film. and It really had a, a second life after the fact, you know?
0: I didn't see, I saw Roughnecks, uh, the animated one. It was all right. It just wasn't violent. Um, Starship Troopers 2, I saw. Um, it went straight to DVD and I'd seen that one. But I went to the Starship Troopers three or whatever it was called. I went to the panel at Comic-Con. It was in in a smaller room. And, uh, the, what's his nuts was there. The Johnny Rico. Um, Hey, what the hell's his name? Um, Oh my God. Casper Van Dan. He was there. Right. Uh, because he, he's in, he was in that third one. And, uh, what was that one called? Starship Troopers Marauder. That one came out in uh, 2008. I didn't I didn't see that one, but I did. Uh, uh, the panel was cool, and uh, we got to meet him, so it, it was really cool. A really small room, and he was kind of just hanging out in the front, um, but we got to uh, – uh, everyone took pictures with him and everything, but they were doing a signing as well because uh, Sherry and I went to it. She wanted to meet him. So, uh, it was uh, the, it was him, uh, some other gal, and the director of that Starship Troopers Marauder. But I
1: remember her. she was excited. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I think it was a year that uh, Joel won that Bad Robot statue and then met JJ uh, yeah. oh, in the was- elevator.
1: The, 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 the events of that was so crazy too. He probably would have found out one way or the other, but I just happened to be the one in the panel for fringe, which the room was completely empty because it hadn't came out yet. Fringe was, they were just debuting it. So the half the hall ballroom 20 was empty and, uh, they were about to leave the stage. And then, yeah, JJ came out. He's like, Oh yeah, I guess, uh, before everybody leaves, I got to read this out, uh, who won, Uh, Joel Hill. uh, If you're out there, you won, you can go down the, I was like, whoa, and Joel wasn't even in the room. I was the one that like called and told him, you won, I was in the panel. (laughs) And then of all things, he gets it and then is taking it back to the room. He runs into JJ who like compliments the statue, like amazing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> not to air their dirty laundry but Joel and Cherry got in a little a little disagreement <laughs> so they weren't really talking to each other this is what they told me when, we, when we, they were in the elevator uh, but yeah they were they were standing there like all just quiet and uh, i assume they just didn't pay attention to who was in there yeah. and and they just got on kids they they Kind of, hey, that guy won it. And then Joel turned around and looked and saw that it was JJ. And was like, oh, my God, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was cool. crazy.
1: Yeah, and like I said, it was funny. I was the only one in that fringe panel. Um, It's funny because I feel like that might have been one of the last times that, like, people didn't, like, show up before the hype. I feel like people get excited before the fact now but back then like people were like fringe <laughs> whatever like they didn't you know know or care but these days you say like oh yeah new jj abrams tv show and this you know person's in it and you know the whole room would fill still but uh before we get too far away from starship starship troopers um I remembered another one. I'm kind of doubting it's on your list. So I wanted to bring it up because it was on my homestead. The same thing where I had, uh, I was talking about starship troopers and phantom menace, uh, another film that came out right around that time. Uh, wing commander. Did you see that?
0: I didn't like that one with uh, a yeah. pretty Prince.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Lillard.
0: That's right. He wasn't it. Yeah. I didn't care for it. They,
1: over oh, they're in like everything together. Those two. <laughs> anyways
0: yeah starship Troopers, is awesome film uh, i believe you have stars it's streaming on there if you haven't seen it but if you like bloody sci-fi up monster sci-fi films this is the one uh, to watch because i thought it was awesome all yeah. right moving on uh i saw this once and i do not remember it at all um i know there's a lot of people that love it and uh, it does make its uh, rounds at the uh, collector's tables when all these different versions of it keeps coming out. Uh, the Iron Giant, that one came oh, out yeah. in uh, '99. It was an animated movie. I believe um, Vin Diesel was the voice of the uh, of the robot. It was a Disney animated film. I don't remember this one at all. Do you?
1: yeah no i definitely do and i know this uh holds a special heart place in a lot of people's hearts uh, obviously people were really excited to, for it to come back uh, in uh, ready player one but yeah i mean this is like really sentimental to a lot of people i think uh there's definitely uh people of a certain age that uh grew up with it i think it's even more special too so uh People that uh, are maybe a slightly a little younger than us um, have even more of love for it. But I love the way it like looks and and everything. I, I thought uh, it's awesome, and I love the design of the Iron Giant. So, yeah.
0: Did it come out with pops?
1: They did. But what was interesting was it's uh, based off of based around uh, Ready Player One.
0: <laughs> oh, hmm. um, I'll have to see. I have to watch this again. Is it on, um, Disney Plus? Plus. Sh- should be. Is it the Iron Giant or Iron it, Giant?
1: Yeah, uh, it's on uh, HBO Max.
0: Um, uh, why wouldn't it be on here?
1: I think All what's right. so cool about it too is. Uh, i don't know it's just the stylings like it's it's got our it's just it's so cool and it's retro like style it's got a great styling it took
0: place too. in the 1950s i remember that
1: right um and yeah the guy that directed it he was the he went on to do like uh, incredibles and whatnot so and yeah vin diesel he's iron giant and, Jennifer Aniston, Harry Connick Jr., do voices in it?
0: (laughs) I I don't remember. I saw it once when it came out, and that's the only time I'd seen it.
1: Considering people are so nostalgic about it, too, I'm shocked they've never had the want to revisit it. Especially now that all the Warner Brothers stuff, you know, uh, they do it under HBO Max. I'm surprised they haven't done something or announced something that they're like going to have the Iron Giant so whatever for uh, HBO Max like exclusive thing, you know?
0: I know I see a lot of uh, uh, in the collectibles around, there's all kinds of different versions of it, big actual iron sculptures. Oh, right. The- um, and then plastic, of course, but um, uh, I, I really need to watch it again, probably kick myself, yeah, <laughs> if, uh, for not owning any of the, the, the giants. But all right, uh, this next film I saw uh, a couple times, I remember it was one of those films that I had to watch twice because it kind of went over my head the first time. I, I picked up the box set uh the arrow video release and this is Donnie Darko. Um oh, no, yes. It was with uh, Bubble Boy. Um <laughs> the hell's his name? The, Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. Yeah him. Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> um Bubble Boy. <laughs> that, that movie's awesome. I don't care what anybody says. That's my all time favorite Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal movie. <laughs> that movie's a hella funny <laughs> I love that movie. How come nobody gives that movie any love? But um, uh, this one, I need to watch it again. Came out 2001. After narrowly escaping a bizarre accident, a troubled teenager is plagued by visions of a man in a large rabbit suit who manipulates him to commit a series of crimes. Uh, I remember that. There was uh, different endings to this film. I also remember that as well. Uh, The box set that I have, it's um, uh, I think three versions of the film: the actual director's cut and whatever the other cut is. Um, they they it came out with a sequel called S Darko, but from what I I didn't see it, but from what I understand, everyone says it's garbage. Um, but this movie I remember, uh, this has got a huge cult following. Uh, one of my yes. friends was at, at work was like, dude, you got to watch this movie, you got to watch this movie. I was like, all right, what is it? So, cause I just went and rented it. Uh, I don't even know if it was in the theater uh, or if it was, it wasn't around here. So uh, we rented it um, and I watched it and I was like, all right, that was, that was pretty interesting. And then uh, I ended up buying it on DVD. But I haven't seen it in a long time I, I don't even think I opened my little box yet. It's probably still wrapped up But I definitely need to watch this movie uh, again um, But from what I remember of it, it It was really dark and it was creepy uh, I do yeah. remember The the rabbit guy uh, In it And I, I'm just going to have to watch it again Because I, I really really I remember the very ending And I remember just some scenes in the middle But I do remember That I did enjoy the film Did you see this in the theater or when did you first see it?
1: I did. I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, My first exposure to it was uh, I surprisingly took the recommendation and uh, got it through Blockbuster. Uh, So that was how I first saw it. And yeah, I was super impressed by this one. I love when uh, they're able to tell a tale like this and you kind of don't know what's going on, but then when you all figure it out, like I thought, uh, it was quite well done. Uh, and I remember, uh, years later, um, well, not that many years ago now, um, she's in college now, but, uh, around the time Jade uh, was in high school, that was around the time that, uh, I showed it to her and I'm her being, uh, pretty impressed with it too. So that's probably the last time I watched it, but yeah, it's definitely got a huge cult following. um, they just made a Funko Soda of the uh, Bunny character. So, uh, I kind of want that. (laughs) Um, um,
0: Is that like new? Yeah. Okay. Check
1: it out. Yeah. the, The problem with the Funko Soda's is they're not available in a lot of stores you don't see them very much on the shelves uh, they majority sell online uh, most of the time through entertainment earth and even then like when the guy that uh that this guy that posts all the the finds usually when i go check after he posts it uh a lot of the popular ones like do instant kind of sellouts like i'll go check i'll go look and like Certain ones will sell out like pretty quick, and I'm like, huh, well, whatever. I think it's because everyone has a potential to be a chase, and so they really stumbled onto to something there with the blind packaging chase thing. And they're they're cool. They're it's a the sodas are a cool design. So,
0: the only one I got is the one you got me, the um, the kiss one. Right, right. I yeah. still want that snake
1: bliskin um, one. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool one. Uh, the way I started doing it is obviously people are after the chase, but if you're after the regular one, you can get most of the regular ones on eBay for a pretty decent price nine, ten bucks a pop, which, you know, it's about what they they go for, but you're just obviously you're taking away any chance of the chase, you know, you're just getting the regular, you know, so. All right. The values there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to look. Uh, Moving on. This is a film I have not seen uh, as well. Uh, I didn't even know Christopher Nolan directed this. Uh, I guess it says Christopher Nolan's lowest grossing studio film it only made fifty three fifty three million domestic. Uh, it gro- it even it grossed even less than uh, insomnia. Insomnia was hella good. um but the prestige have you seen this? Uh, yes,
1: I did, and this is one I actually did see in theaters, and yeah, I love it. It's funny. Uh, this is one of those um, uh, one studio. Does uh, one magic movie. So the other studios got to do one, two. Um, God, what was that one that came out? Um, I thought it was going to show up in the more like this, but uh, damn it. IMDb really let me down with the, because uh, there was one, it came out the same year near the same time. As this, Um, but yeah, no, I love the Prestige. Uh, Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, Michael Caine. Uh, Yeah, after Batman accident, it was just before. Yeah, yeah, Um, or wait, was when was begins? No idea. And Batman Begins was no, so it was a year after. So it's so yeah. So he does, he does begins with Bale, and then they're like, hey, you want to do this other film? Which yeah, no man, the Prestige. It's really good. It's um, in in a small bit role too. uh, Bowie's in this as Tesla. Uh, Andy Circus. Uh, also, bit part. I think he's uh, Bowie's assistant. But yeah, no, I love this. Yeah, after a tragic accident, two stage magicians in 1890s London engage in a battle to create the ultimate illusion while sacrificing everything they have to outwit each other. And that's what it is. That's like why it's awesome. Like there's this. There's the girl. It's Scarlett Johansson. But it's basically uh, a magician's battle. Uh, Hugh Jackman versus Bale. Like, who can outdo each other? So, it's awesome. Like, I couldn't, like, recommend this more. I love this film. It's hella good, and that's crazy. That's sad that uh, it didn't do well. I actually didn't pay attention enough to know that it didn't do good. I just know I went to see it, and I loved it.
0: <laughs> well, it might be a challenge uh, when we eventually get back to that. <laughs> we'll do one we'll right. hope we should do do one before the year runs up. Because I think we only did yeah. one so far. But um, yeah, I'll I'll check it out. The Prestige.
1: There's, uh, there's a... Um, I don't want to step it under too much, but there's like something going on on it. So I'd definitely be curious to see if you can figure it out. Because you know Nolan, uh, not every movie, but a lot of times he does have something going on with his movies like to figure out. And there is one here, like it's like kind of hidden in plain sight. It's really awesome. So,
0: all right, uh, on to the next one. I didn't didn't see this movie either. Um, Children of Men. Have you seen this?
1: Uh, sounds familiar, but let um, me look up. Maybe. Julianne Moore, uh, Clive Owen. Also, Michael Caine. Oh, yeah, this one. Yeah, I did. That um, was all right. <laughs> I didn't I didn't it, love it as much as I love the prestige. <laughs> uh, in
0: 2027, in a chaotic world in which women have become somehow infertile, a former activist agrees to help transport a miraculously pregnant woman to a sanctuary at sea. 2027, that's like right around the corner.
1: Um, I know. <laughs> and it's <laughs> funny because they tried to just do 20 years out because it came out in 2006. They're like, the distant future, the year 2000.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember when 1997 seemed like a far time. When that I know, came that's from what New I'm York saying. That used <laughs> to be- of New York came out. Yeah, two thousand one used to
1: be the thing. That was the joke. That was the funny thing. Like
0: the distant future, the year 2000. Or even in Back to the Future 2 when Marty walks out of the alley, the future. And it was right. like, only, we already passed that and we don't have hoverboards and flying cars uh, and all that. I mean, 2001, man, movies are bullshit. They just lie to us. Right. Where, where are the spaceships? <laughs> even 2010, where's the second sun? um for those of you that have seen that movie but children of men the the premise sounds cool i'm going to have to look for it um shoot 'em up that's what i seen clive Owen in oh cuz i was like where have i seen this guy that movie was dumb but uh, yeah
1: um i thought it i thought it was pretty it was good for what it was it was yeah. trying to just be like a shoot up
0: <laughs> Whew, excuse me. children of men i i'm a, Surprised I've never seen this out of all the other crappy movies I watch, but ah, this one. Yes. And they took up all the seats. But this is um Dread, uh, starring Carl Urban. Uh, it's directed by or it says ghost directed by Alex uh, Garland. Um this movie was awesome. If you saw it in 3D in the theater, that was the way to see it. Because the 3D was amazing. And they used the 3D cameras in it, uh, from what I understand. Um, And this was Judge Dredd. I did like the Stallone one. That's goofy. My love for Stallone. I did love that one because that was the first movie that we got to see a live Judge Dredd on the screen. But... He only had his helmet on, like, in the beginning and at the end. But this one, man, it's like Carl Urban stepped right out of the comic books and and just onto the screen. And this movie was awesome. Basically, the raid, uh, the sci-fi version, but it was still amazing on what was going on. And the the shoot 'em up action and the violence that was in this was just... It was just so awesome, especially when when things got shot or when uh, people slammed onto the ground after they fell. Whatever that drug was called, that uh, I think it was called slow or something like that, and because it would you inhale it and then time would slow down, but it would just just a uh, just crazy looking psychedelic trip. And and it's still it's still awesome watching it just regular Blu-ray or 4K or whatever you're watching it on, but. If you saw this movie in 3D, it was just mind blowing. I loved it. I was like, oh my God, I wanted to see it again, but it was the last time it was shown uh, in the theater. But if they do these old theaters to bring back old movies and if they do have a 3D uh, cut of this film and you haven't seen it in 3D, I highly recommend you guys go see it because this movie is awesome. Uh, I loved the, the design of the the judges um, their uh, their uniforms the helmets looked awesome uh, uh, Leah Hetty as uh, I think her name was mama or something in this uh, she was a good bad girl uh, it was it was awesome and what's his name was in it um he was in the wire and he was in uh, sorry about the crying baby Um what the hell was that? Remember the Titans. He was one of the main guys. He was a dude that was on the, in the Wire. He ran that. Uh, was it a strip club or something? You know what I'm talking about? Wait, what? Uh, the guy that was running the. I think it was a club or something, in uh, the Wire. Oh, uh, he, yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I'm
0: not gonna be able to sleep until I remember that guy's name. Right. Um, <laughs> damn, what the hell uh, Wood Harris. <laughs> that that's his name. He is uh wasn't he an Ant Man too. I think he was an Ant Man. Yep, yep, um, oh, I know maybe I mean gee, he was in Blade or uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I need to rewatch that film, but anyway, that guy. And then there was a bunch of other people, but oh my God, this movie was awesome. It sucked. We didn't get to uh, see it at Comic-Con. I mean, we got in line early enough to to get in, but they just let in all the press. Because we didn't even get around the corner and they said, sorry, we're full. I was like, what? And Carl Urban was in there because I remember walking down there see him standing uh in the lobby but um did you see this in the theater
1: i did Uh, i saw it right when it opened uh very excited to see it with uh uh you know a a decent amount of people in there uh good reactions and yeah i loved it they did it right um feels like these kind of movies can be rare you know when they really just go for it like this um Loved that he kept the helmet on. Uh, I know that was a huge uh, like point of concern. I remember hearing him uh, talk about that, so uh, thought that was awesome. And yeah, i man, i I know he's been asked about it a bunch and said he'd love to do it, but uh, i'm I'm actually shocked they haven't uh, revisited the world with him. I don't
0: know what's going on out there, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I would love another one, but um, I don't, I don't know. It's bad time, everyone. <laughs> so That's why they're out to scream. Uh, okay, we're down to the final and eleventh film, which we've mentioned numerous times: Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Hey, I need to rewatch this. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember much of it. Uh, Man, I and when- love it. When Decker did come in, he was only in it for like a few minutes. But it took like, what, an hour or so before we finally got to see him? Well, I remember
1: yeah, at least, if not like an hour and a half, an hour 20, something like that. Uh, it's definitely uh, K's movie, uh, Gosling. But I'm not mad at it either. Man, I just love this film up and down. I love the way it looks. I love the way it sounds such great cinematography. I love the dialogue and the way it's delivered. I love the world. And yeah, this like, like I said, I think I was so blown away because my I didn't have any real expectation for it when I saw it. And I loved it in the theater. And um, what was interesting was uh, I took my folks to see it. And uh, they couldn't have been less impressed. It was definitely not a movie for them. They were not into it at all. But I loved it. And I still love it. I had it on uh, not too long ago. And uh, it just holds up so good. You know?
0: <laughs> I love it. I got to rewatch it because I don't remember anything. I just remember it took forever for Decker to come onto the screen. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember it being There's- real dark. Um, like that orange... <laughs> amber color and how it looked when uh, it, when the fires were blazing. Uh, and it was last, it year. Yep. last year. Last year went over up in your area, and then yep. it did that yep. again here uh, right. in the area yep. I was at for the for the, the fire this year. But twenty forty nine. Um, uh, I, I I really need to watch it again. I just saw it the one time in the theater. The only one that really stood out to me was uh, Dave Batista, his character, and that was only in Great. the beginning. And if you did watch those little extra little movies that they made, they made three of them. Uh, it was Dave Bautista and Jared Leto. And then I can't, yeah. I can't remember the other one because it was three of them that led into the movie before. Right. So right. we yeah, we didn't realize they did those until after we saw 2049. So we went back and rewatched those. I wish they would have did more uh, of Dave Bautista's story because I, I did like that. But um, as far as that, dude, I do not remember uh, much of this was uh k a replicant yes okay <laughs> yeah All
1: right. yeah well alert. They, make, <laughs> they make it well they, no they make it clear pretty early like even the very first scene uh batista is talking to him and he's like he's kind of giving him crap about it he's like, like you know you feel good like doing this to your own kind like you're okay with that and like yeah like it's clear like they said like uh, like they've made changes and whatnot also just randomly i i have all like from all these movies i love i always like sometimes snatch the weirdest little line and i make it part of my like everyday dialogue and one of them for me especially in my line of work with the unboxing that i do uh, when Kay goes to do his baseline test at the police station, <laughs> one of the lines they tell him to say is something I'm always thinking about, like unpacking boxes. And I'll tell it to people, especially if there is boxes within boxes, within boxes. That's one of the lines he has to say um, during his baseline test. So, Especially if I open a box and there's another box to cut open, boxes within boxes, within boxes.
0: <laughs> I'll, do, well, I'll have to rewatch it again. I, like I said, I don't remember much. But um, all right, everyone, that is Collider. dot com's eleven sci fi classics that were considered box office bombs. Wow, That was a bomb.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't do well. All yeah. right, that's okay. Uh, I love
0: it. <laughs> top of the list again. The John Carpenter's the thing. Uh, Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. Uh, Tron, I don't remember who directed that. Uh, Gattaca, which I didn't see. Uh, Paul Verhoeven Starship Troopers, uh, Iron Giant, uh, Donnie Darko, who directed Richard Kelly directed that one. Uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, The Prestige, uh, Children of Men. I, uh, I don't know who directed that one. I'm going to have to definitely watch that one again um, uh, Dread um, it says ghost directed by Alec Garland uh, I mean, I'm going to have to dig that one out and rewatch that one uh, Eric hasn't seen it so I'll have to watch that with him And then um, Who directed 2049?
1: Um, the same guy that did uh, The New Dune uh, Denny Villain Away
0: Okay yeah it's alright Yeah it says here uh, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, I did not. I didn't.
1: Style. like You can tell stylistically uh, he brought that style to Dune.
0: So. I had no idea it bombed. I just assumed uh, the sci-fi world uh, showed up in force uh, no. to see it. I had no idea because <laughs> I saw it. Uh, When it came out, I I just didn't know it was a bomb. But all right. I guess you learn something new every day, everyone. But
1: yeah, All right, everyone. The Prestige, prestige, uh, for anybody that wants to watch that, and if you want to watch that, it looks like it's free on IMDb TV, so you can watch it in the app, or they put all the IMDb TV stuff on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it there. I'm sure they're going to throw some commercials at you, but that's where it's at. (laughs) Uh,
0: There's other places with no ads. Because I tried watching Desperado on IMDb and the ads were killing me. But anyway, Um, all right, everyone, uh, that's gonna be it uh, for this anchor episode. Uh, Thank you, everyone, that listens to all our stuff over here. And um, I gotta get out there. I don't know why these guys are screaming, but (laughs) um, yeah, that's it. Uh, We'll we'll come back later on uh, with another uh, anchor for you. So until then, everyone, please be safe out there and party on.
1: Yep. Shout out everyone. Till next time. Have fun. Be safe and we'll see you next time, E Society.